Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friend. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and I'm so glad to be with you today. I've titled this episode, as I'm coming back from my my summer break to kind of squeeze this one in, Simple Encouragements on Managing Your Home. And it, it really came about from a question that I get so often from listeners and readers that they'll ask, I'm a new homemaker, or I just came home from the workforce to be a full-time homemaker, and I don't even know where to begin in caring for my home. So a lot of times, sometimes these women have shared that maybe they haven't had the model of a Titus II woman, or maybe they've been in the workforce and now they find themselves making a decision to be full-time homemakers, or maybe their mothers were dedicated homemakers, but they didn't but maybe they, the the young women, didn't show much interest or pay much attention when they were at home to work alongside her or whatever the reason. They feel they don't know where to begin in the care of their home and how to manage their time because that's a big one too. I have multiple posts and podcasts and videos addressing this area of managing our homes, but I wanted to walk through some areas that, that I think are important, that were a help to me as a young bride. And please know, as I am sharing this always, I'm not coming to you as an expert or my way is the right way or the only way, but I'm just a homemaker who's been doing this for over 37 years. I am still learning. I did come from a home where my grandmother modeled the care of her home beautifully to me. And my mother in love was a dear woman and she was an excellent example of a Titus II woman to me. But honestly, as a young girl, I really didn't pay much attention myself when I was home. And, and even as a non-believer and a new bride, when when I came into to marriage and then motherhood, and I had a home of, it was really just an apartment first, but our first apartment, I really wanted to make that such a welcoming place for my family and others. But but then even more so, when I came to faith in Christ, I really desired to know what it meant to be a keeper of my home. And as I came across verses reminding me that whatever I do, to do it all to the glory of God and to do all my work is unto the Lord and to do all things without grumbling and complaining. That's one of my issues I struggle with still to this day and to give thanks in all things. It really began to change my heart towards home to find joy in serving the Lord and others as I cared well for my home and family. So we're just going to chat today, all right? I want you to grab that coffee or tea. I want you to sit with me a bit. This is a very casual episode as I'm sharing it. I'm truly picturing us sitting over a cup of coffee and working through simplifying the care of our homes. And I'm just dealing with the care of our homes today, just homemaking here. I'm not getting into motherhood and marriage. If you live in a home and you're a woman, you're a homemaker. It doesn't matter if you're married or single or an empty nester or a widow or whatever else I miss there. If you have a home, you are the keeper of it. Homemakers can be married and without children. They can be single. They can be like me right now, be an empty nester. If you have a home to care for, you're a keeper of it. And if you are a Christian woman listening to me, if you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Christ alone for salvation, you are called to be a keeper of your home and to take great delight and care for it with a thankful heart. 
Carolyn Mahaney, she really sets the tone for our time with this quote. She says, as Christian women, this is the attitude that should characterize our lives. We are to be women who love our homes. We're not merely workers at home, but we are to take great pleasure in working in our homes. We are to thoroughly enjoy the sphere that God has assigned to us. So let's chat about some thoughts to help us in the care of our homes, how to do it as unto the Lord with much joy, taking great pleasure in it, and especially stick with me if you're just feeling overwhelmed and you don't know where to begin. So you're probably thinking, I'm going to tell you to start first with time with the Lord, right? And I'm going to get there, okay? But it's not going to be first. The first area I want to address is managing your time, all right? So we're dealing with time management here first. This is a struggle for so many of us. And if you're not good at managing your time and what your day looks like, you're probably not even going to get to time with the Lord. So one of the biggest helps in the care of your home is to have some sort of schedule and routines in place to help you manage your day. And listen, I know there are so many different personalities out there. I hear how people struggle with routines and structure, but I want you to hear me here. I pray that you listen to me in this episode with a teachable heart first. I'm taking a little break here because so often we can get set up that this is just how I am. But but how do I say? Our God never changes but thank God that he changes us, right? He molds us more and more into the likeness of Christ. And we are not stuck anywhere. We are changeable. We can always learn and grow. So we need to give thanks to him for that, right? So if you're saying this, that you just can't um, deal with routines and structure, I, I, and, but you're finding yourself quite often in chaos and you're not getting things done and you're home is a mess, all right? And you get to the end of the day and you realize you really didn't get anything done that what you had hoped to, all right? Then I'm just going to ask you to just give me a moment of your time and listen to what I want to share with you. So if, if you came out of the workforce and now you're home full time, I'm going to assume that when you were working, you had structure to your day at work, whatever you did. There were systems, routines, tasks that needed to be done. Someone, whether it was you or your employer, set up a system to be followed to get things done. It's really no different in the care of our homes. Things need to get done, and we need to determine when and how they will get done. When we were students in school, whether high school, college, we had to determine when we were going to study and get our work done, right? It just didn't happen without some sort of plan in place and us being diligent to execute that plan, to to do it, right? So I'm going to give you an easy start here, and it doesn't need to be any kind of special item, but we're going to start with a to-do list, basic to-do list just a piece of paper or an index card. It can be something very simple. I don't want you to have to write some extensive plan or long-term goals. I just want you to write a to-do list for the current day. Maybe as you're listening to me, you need to do it right now to determine what the rest of your day might look like or what you need to do or accomplish. Or you can do it before you go to bed or first thing in the morning. I'm a first thing in the morning kind of girl with my to-do list. And also, as I'm saying that here, if you've not taken, I have a free, it's a mini course, it's free, it's called Jumpstart Your Mornings. Please take it. I think it will be a help. It's fast, it's free, and it's to the point, and I will link to that. But back to the to-do list. Very simply, make a list and determine everything you would like to or need to accomplish for that day. And then number or circle or highlight whatever you like to do there, 
the top three items that you really want to accomplish by day's end. Those are going to be the top three that you focus on. That's really it. So think here, is the laundry piling up in the laundry room? Put down on your list, get one load of laundry done today. Do you need groceries for dinner? Put meal plan on the day as a task, then write out a grocery list as a task, and then grocery shop as a task. That's three right there. You could be done for the day. (laughs) Does the bathroom need to be cleaned? Put exactly what you will do in the bathroom on your list. Don't just write clean bathroom. Put action items, right? Break it down into manageable items. Maybe you need to clean it over two days that you put, you know, scrub the toilet today and clean the sink or wipe down the counters. And then tomorrow you can clean the shower and vacuum the floor and wash the floor. So be specific and break it down into manageable tasks or items. For me, it simplifies it. It makes me have a focus to just be able to go down my list and see what is next. So if you need to write down things like make the bed, take a shower, get dressed to keep on task, then write it down. As I said, it really helps me to see it on paper to keep me motivated, to keep my day moving forward. And be specific with your to-do list and begin with the items that are of the utmost importance. If you've been neglecting the care of your home for some time, you may have some fires to put out. You may need to get dishes washed. You may need to clean out the fridge. Your laundry room, you may think of it as a nightmare, but it's really not. It's not, my friend. You, Everything will get done. The laundry will get done one load at a time. The dishes will get washed one dish at a time. The fridge will get cleaned out one shelf at a time, and it will get done by just being diligent and working through it. If you're struggling here to start or get motivated, grab a timer, maybe have one on your watch or your phone or whatever that might be, or just a little separate timer you can take with you and determine what area you're going to start with and set that timer for five minutes and just keep working on or in that area for five minutes with no distractions or getting sidetracked. Stay focus. So if it's the dishes in the sink, set that timer, just start washing the dishes one dish at a time, right? Put some music on or a podcast and keep at the task at hand. So if you're here and you're beyond the to-do list scenario, you already have some order and But if there's one thing you've not done yet, and that's putting together a weekly schedule that you can hold loosely to, I'm going, I really encourage you to start there. Think about your week, put together a schedule that's realistic for your season of life. Look at the commitments that you have each week. You know, those key things you do each week, like attending church, maybe there's sports events or volunteer or work things, determine those, get them on there, right? And from there, kind of take an overall look at thinking about days maybe you're going to do laundry or clean and what kind of time you have to give to that each day. Are you going to meal plan or grocery shop? Maybe you just want to time block, all right, this is another way to do it, and spend one hour each day on home care. I've kind of fallen into this category more and more, and I spend time almost every weekday, that Monday through Friday, I really don't like to do big house cleaning on the weekends. I I tidy on the weekends. But Monday through Friday, I'll deal with home care and I may set aside 30 minutes, minutes to an hour each day or I may do it in blocks of 15 minute increments and I will just address whatever areas of my home need attention on that day. There's multiple ways to do this, but just I'm gonna get to cleaning anyways. We're not there yet. But a weekly schedule is 
really helpful to see and just look at your week ahead. So you've got a to-do list, you've got a weekly schedule, and now we're going to get to that time with the Lord because as you're putting this schedule together, you're going to determine things like your bedtime and your wake-up time. And now that we're on wake-up time, I'm going to encourage you to prioritize time with the Lord each day. You need to determine how much time you can spend with Him each day. I always encourage mornings. I Personally, I just believe it's the best time. I get it. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning. You can determine that. But as part of your plan, time with the Lord is a key part of your home care. My friend, it keeps your heart and attitude focused on His purposes and His plans for your day. You're reminded after time with the Lord to give thanks in all things, to keep an eternal focus, to serve and love others, to put on loving kindness and gentleness, to walk in the Spirit, to make the best use of your time. We could keep going here. So spend some time determining what your time with Him looks like. Get a simple plan in place and stick with it. Maybe write it down somewhere that you're going to see when you get up in the morning. Maybe put a sticky note on your Bible and literally write out what your parts of the time with the Lord look like. Do you, you're going to read your Bible. That's key. You're going to pray. You're going to meditate on what you read. You might journal. You might do scripture memory work. You may take time certain days of the week to dig a little deeper and do some Bible study. As you do this day after day, it becomes a habit And you're not going to need that sticky note anymore. So, and I know this is stuff you've heard again and again and again, but sometimes we just need that repetition, right? To be reminded. So gather the supplies you need, determine where you're going to meet with him and when. Do you need to set an alarm? You know, do you need to set an alarm to get yourself ready to go to bed? Maybe you set a timer on your watch or something or an alarm that says, hey, start getting ready to go to bed soon and then set an alarm for morning to get up. But the basics you need to cover in your time with him are are reading the word, praying and meditating, or really thinking deeply about what you read if you've not started anywhere. And I do have a free download on my library at the blog. I'll link to the guide. It's... um, I think it's called just Daily Guide to Your Time with the Lord. If, if you don't have a plan in place or something, it's a great place to start and it's free. Who doesn't like free, right? So, so far we've talked about managing our time, right? With a, a simple to-do list for the day. We're putting together a realistic weekly schedule. And as I'm recording this, I'm pondering that I don't have a weekly schedule on the blog for free, but I'm going to put one up there. So I'll link to that too. And that'll all be part of that free library. And then having the plan to spend time with the Lord each morning, that will all be there for you. My next area, and I know I get in my soapbox about this one a lot. The next area I personally think is important. You do not have to agree with me on this one totally, but I'm going to put it above laundry and cleaning to having to having some sort of system in place to plan your meals, right? And along with that, it goes how and when you're going to grocery shop and where, all those little things you need to think about. So I'm going to go over my simple method, all right? This is just an example. This may not work for you, but really, as I'm saying this, I'm just encouraging you to take the time to figure out what works for you. But my friend, I'm an overthinker, so I'm telling you this because I have to continually preach this to myself. Don't overthink it, all right? Don't spend days upon days Googling the perfect meal planning system. Just start somewhere, even if it's just for today or just for today and tomorrow. It's a beginning, okay? So begin with writing down. This is how I do it. 
I lay out all my family's favorite meals to eat and my favorite meals to cook. And I do this for breakfast, lunch, and dinners. Maybe I have a list of at least five to six breakfasts and several lunches. Leftovers are always a big one for our lunches. And then about 20 dinners that we love. That works out really great for me because I have that core list to look at and I can work from that. Uh, from there, and when I say breakfast, lunches, and dinners, like our breakfast, I'll usually rotate between two different kinds of breakfast during the week. Like we will just have oatmeal some days, and the other days we may have smoothies. Sometimes I'll throw, we'll do eggs in there too, so it'll be a mix. Um, and lunches will be super simple, sandwiches, salads, soups, and leftovers. And then dinner, where I can get, a, I can have a little more fun with that. But from there, you already have your weekly plan in place, right? You made your weekly plan. So now you can mark on that weekly plan when you're going to meal plan. And then on that one, that day comes around, you plan your meals. I do it once a week. You may do it more than that, all right? You may do it twice a week. Um, you may do it every other week. You may like to do it monthly. But whatever that is, just determine that. Look at your family's calendar for that I'm going to go back to the week, so I'm just going to speak about week right now. But I'll look at my family's calendar for the week to see if there's special events on it or if company's coming over um, or if we're having a dinner out. And then I'll start plugging in what meals we're going to have where, when, and you know, what meals we're going to eat each day. I'll consider and work in leftovers for lunches. I'll take the time to see what's in my fridge and my pantry and my freezer that I can work into my meals and use up some of those items. Um, and as I said, maybe planning for the whole week is too much, then maybe just do it for a, a day or two. Or maybe you like to just figure out what you're eating each morning when you wake up. You kind of see what's in your fridge and pantry, what's stocked, and you just determine a meal for that day when you wake up. So make out your grocery list from your menu plan, and then just determine when you're going to grocery shop. There's so many options now to, to you can pick them up you or have them delivered. You know, you can whatever, order it online and just have the store just pick it up. It's already, they already shopped for you or have them delivered. If those things are a help to your schedule, do it. Those are great services we have nowadays. So again, put grocery shopping on your weekly schedule too. So let's give it a quick review here. So we talked about our to-do list for the day. We talked about our weekly schedule. We talked about our time with the Lord and we talked about meal planning. Okay. I didn't get to it yet, but I also, and I have on the site, on my site, and my free library at the blog, I have all those items to download. And I also have a free weekly cleaning schedule that's coming up next. We're going to talk about that. But that's another one that will help you as a guide as you determine a schedule system for your home. And again, none of these things is overwhelming that I've gone through. When you think about it, a to-do list, a weekly sketch, all these things just take moments. Um, I how do I say that? I want to say that they're not overwhelming. They're going to help you from becoming overwhelmed and they don't take much time. But when you practice them and these become routines or habits of your life, you're going to gain valuable time back just by this little bit of planning. I, I cannot encourage that enough. So those moments you sit down for 15 minutes and you think, I have so much to do. Why am I sitting here? That 15 minutes of planning is going to save you a lot of time in the long run. So it's worth it to sit down and plan and take that time. So let's keep going here. So we're going to tackle the dreaded cleaning. 
okay, I say that, but honestly, I do. I love cleaning my home because I love how it feels. I love a cozy, comfy, clean, tidy home. I love how my husband enjoys a cozy, comfy, clean, tidy home (laughs) along with anyone who visits me. My home is not perfect, but it's comfortable, it's lived in, and it's tidy. And we are not talking here about this perfectly pristine home. When we talk about cleaning, I'm just talking about one that is tidy and has order. And you need to determine as a family, all right, how clean your home needs to be. This was a good reminder for me from Emily Barnes because each family member is going to differ in this area. She shared a quote she came across that said, I need my home to be as clean, to be healthy, to be as clean, to be healthy, and as messy to make it warm. That's pretty good wisdom there. So your home is to be lived in. Hold on to that thought always, all right? So you have that weekly schedule you put together. You can kind of see your week laid out. So you're going to pull that out and you're going to determine when you can make time to clean your home. If you have kiddos and a husband who's willing to help you, use their help. Delegating is a great skill for a home manager, my friend. (laughs) Like my husband, he's a much better window cleaner than I am and he does an excellent job on our light fixtures. So when some of those items need attention, I just graciously and kindly ask him if he can put them on his list to get to when he has time. And he super loves to do that. You know what? He loves Jesus. He loves to serve me too. So he loves to do that. I'm so grateful. But now it's off my list and it's on his. So now when my grandkids come over to play in the, the toy room or the art room, that's we have this area in my laundry room where their art supplies are, when it needs some tidying, I ask them to do it. They love to help. So first, before I even address us, see if there are tasks that you can delegate. You may need to take the time first to teach your children and walk through chores with them lovingly and patiently. Teach them how to do a good job at whatever task that might be. Don't just send them in to clean the bathroom and just say, go clean the bathroom or go dust something or vacuum. Don't expect them to know how to do it without being taught. These are great skills to help them manage their own homes well. So now to us, we have a home, it needs to be cleaned, and we're the keepers of it. So let's just get to it. No complaining here. We're going to have thankful hearts and we're going to be hard workers and we're going to make no excuses, okay? A quick note here again, all right? I'm being reminded here so you know this. I understand when I'm saying this. We all have different levels of cleanliness and if you're married, you may want to take time to chat with your hubby and understand his expectations and desires. I don't know your health issues either, what's going on or what your restrictions are or difficulties, okay? So take all that into consideration, please. And one more note. There is nothing wrong with hiring a cleaning service if it's in your budget and you need some help, all right? No matter what, you still need to tidy and clean in between, but it can be a huge help if it's an option for you to have someone dust and vacuum and wash floors and clean those bathrooms, right? Take that schedule you have, that you that weekly schedule, and determine when the care of your home will happen. So will you clean certain rooms each day? Or, you know, will it be like Monday's the kitchen, Tuesday's the bathroom, Wednesday's the bedroom? Or will you do certain chores each day, like dust on Monday, vacuum on Tuesday? Or will you just give a certain amount of time each day for home care? And I've been doing it this way lately and determining each week when I do my weekly planning on Sunday evenings, I look at the week ahead and I see what my schedule looks like. And I'll just set time amounts to clean each day. I'll deal with whatever areas or rooms need my attention that day. And it's helped me to keep order and tidiness pretty minimally. I've learned 
not to clean things that don't need cleaned. If a mirror isn't dirty, I don't clean it just because it's been a week. Or if a floor isn't very dirty, I've learned to spot mop just in the um, just in the traffic areas. Eventually, deep cleaning gets done, but I don't need to do it every week. Some weeks just allow me time for a quick tidy and a vacuum and a feather dust in each room to keep order. And then the next week, I may have more time to do some deep cleaning that needs to be done. Some quick tips that have helped me um, are if I'm not motivated, I'll start by cleaning an area in my home that makes my heart, I always love seeing it, it makes my heart feel happy to see it clean. Maybe it's the kitchen sink or it's my, comp- you know, I, it just needs scrubbed and I love doing that. I love it when it's done. Or my computer work area that tends to get kind of cluttered at times. And I also, personally, I like to clean as early in the day as I can because I appreciate having my afternoons to accomplish other tasks that don't take as much physical energy necessarily, like paying bills or dealing with my office work or writing like I'm doing right now as I was putting this episode together. So, and then just um, just a couple quick cleaning thoughts here. Just like when I don't have time to get the vacuum out or dust, I do like to just set a timer and spend 10 minutes giving my home a quick tidy. It amazes me how much can get done in five to 10 minutes, how much better my home looks in those few minutes. I love my timer so much. I have a whole podcast on it, on how I use it. <laughs> so also teach your family members to clean up after themselves. They can make beds. They can help with laundry. Kiddos can help fold laundry and put laundry away. They can put dishes in the dishwasher. They can pick up their toys after they've played with them. You can teach your family members to clean up and it's a a huge help to you. And it's also a huge help to them. Um, You're teaching them good life skills. That's really important. And they're learning also even how to take care of a home. And that's another way they're helping to serve and love one another by keeping things tidy. And this is another big one. When something happens like a spill or a mess and you see it happen, just take those couple minutes to clean it up right away. It's so much easier. Don't leave it there for later. So next up, we're going to talk about laundry. And I am no laundry expert and I don't have any kind of an extensive system, but I really just keep up with it. We're empty nesters, so I only do a few loads a week right now. I, I don't even wash laundry every day necessarily. But when my, my kids were home, or now when I have my grandkids over, I usually do end up doing a load or two a day. And my biggest tip here is organize your laundry room. Really make sure your area is neat and tidy and you have all the supplies on hand to take care of this very necessary part of keeping her homes. We need clean clothes, right? I always say, what do we need? Like when I have, I don't know, when I'm not feeling great or, you know, there's sickness and things are just a little challenging. I always say the two things I try to do very minimally, if nothing else, is that we have clean clothes and we have food to eat. So um, I also, I do have on Amazon, I have a list together of all my favorite home cleaning and laundry, laundry items that I use, and I will link to that in the show notes. But this is my laundry rule that I like to follow. It's my own rule I made up. You don't have to follow it, but I think it's a pretty good one. It's pretty helpful that when you're doing a load of laundry, all right, it includes the following. You've sorted them, you've washed a load, you've dried a load, you folded it, and you put it away. It, it It's all those included, okay? So if you just sort, wash, and dry, and you don't fold, it doesn't count. <laughs> if, you, if you just sort, wash, dry, 
and that's it. It doesn't count. You have to get the folding, and here's the big one. You have to get the putting away. You have to get it put. Even if you just put it in everybody's you know, bedrooms or you pile it in the laundry room for each child or however you do your laundry, and they need to get it up and take it and put it away. But you work on that. Don't let it build up. My friend, don't leave clothes in the dryer or the washer overnight or for days. It just makes your job harder, and it takes more time. And if you think it takes too long to fold a load of clothes, just time yourself. Grab that handy little timer again, right? Do it with your kids. Work together. Because as the kids get older, make sure you teach them how to do their own laundry. And again, walk through it with them so they fully understand what they are doing. Teach them how much detergent to put in, how to properly sort clothes, how to fold them, how to put them away. Help them. And really, this is for us too. If we would keep our closets and dresser drawers organized, it would be such a help in putting clothes away. If you're expecting your child to put their clothes away and they have no room in their room and it is chaos in there, it's going to be challenging for them. So help them to organize their closet and their drawers so they can very easily put their clothes away. Um, you can find joy in this chore too so easily. This is such a tip that I love that I heard somewhere years ago, but I've really appreciated it, that as you're folding clothes, you're praying for each family member. I really love that. It makes your time go by. You get sweet time with the Lord, and you're lifting up those family members to Him. So laundry leads me into the the last area that I want to spend a few minutes on with us. And then I'm going to share some more thoughts before I close out this episode. So don't leave me yet. Okay. So this is organization because so often things don't get put away and clutter builds and laundry piles up because as I just stated before, there's nowhere to put things. When you're putting that schedule together, see if you can schedule a time to declutter areas of your home that need some help. Maybe each week, you pick a room that you're going to declutter that week or every month or whatever that might be. You know, maybe this week you're going to declutter your master bathroom and next week you're going to work on decluttering a hall closet what, or once a month, whatever your schedule can, can deal with. All right. Don't overwhelm yourself and try to declutter your whole home in 30 days. I, that's just too much personally. That would overwhelm me, but just little by little keep, even this is great. Make a list somewhere in your planner or on your phone and, you know, some app that you have, a notes app, and keep a running list of the areas you want to get to and declutter, and then just work through it little by little when your time allots or as you schedule it in. This can be really easily worked into your cleaning schedule too. Like when you're cleaning the bathroom, maybe you take a few minutes to tidy the supplies under the sink. When you tidy your entryway, maybe you just make sure to have on hand there what's necessary and you move items that are cluttering it up to their appropriate rooms or spots. And my favorite tip to declutter is one I shared in my podcast that was called Simple Tips for a Clutter-Free Home. I just said, I found that I need to determine what the purpose is for each room before I can begin to declutter. It's a simple step that seems to get neglected in most decluttering books. So take the time. You just spend a few moments in each room of your house with a pen and paper in hand, and you write out what happens in each room. What is the room's purpose and what activities take place in that room? There's probably going to be one or two at most, maybe three purposes for each room in your home. And let's look at an example. So an example would be your kitchen. So in my kitchen, we eat and we fellowship around the table. In your kitchen, you may do meals and homeschool. So you're going to be dealing with how to design your kitchen around those two purposes, how to store things, where to store things. 
In our family room, we read, watch television, DVDs, and we play games. So my room is designed around those purposes. More than one purpose, but they're sort of similar. And in our bedrooms, we sleep and read. I'm hoping you're catching on to this. So just take it a room at a time, envision how you use that room and what you need to find homes for in each room. And the things that don't belong in that room, put them in the room that they do belong. So let's just kind of go over what we talked about today. So we talked about our simple to-do list. We talked about putting a weekly schedule together. We talked about time with the Lord. We talked about menu planning and then putting together some sort of cleaning schedule or system or routine and to have some sort of laundry system. And all of that, a lot of that is getting worked into that weekly schedule. And from that weekly schedule is coming out of that is your to-do list. And then also organizing your home little bits at a time, right? There's so much we didn't cover here. And, And one area that comes to my mind is budgeting. And I'm not a budgeting expert, so I'm not ready to tackle that. You You're going to have to go somewhere else for that one. But what I do want to share with you, because this is a big area, and this is one that I really encourage you to sit down with your husband and figure out and work through, all right? If you don't have a budget yet, I simply encourage you to to begin initially um, by tracking all your expenses for about three months, and then you really can determine what areas you might need to make adjustments in. There are a lot of helpful resources and apps to set up a budget, uh, ways to keep track of your income and expenses, and I, again, encourage you to work through that with your husband. So a few more closing thoughts that I just want to end to really encourage all of us here in the care and keep and management of our homes whatever season we're in and wherever we're at in that, because we all fall into difficult seasons and challenging times. So even if we're not a beginning homemaker struggling, we can be an empty nester struggling because of health issues or caring for our elderly parents or whatever that might be. Or you're a young mama and you still got a lot of littles underfoot. And it is it is a lot to care for a home and take care of those babies, right? So If you head to my blog and you click on the menu at the top that says blog, a drop-down menu is going to come down and you can click on homemaking and you'll see all the homemaking posts, but I also have a category under that that drops down from homemaking called homemaking encouragement. Spend some time there. See if there's a podcast or post that might spur you on in the care of your home and maybe in a specific area you're looking at. One of my top episodes I love to remind or just recommend people to listen to is my episode 79. It's titled Homemaking Matters, A Good God Working Out His Purposes in the Midst of Our Ordinary Days. It's just that simple reminder we all need at times to remember or to capture that reality of God's hand in every aspect of our lives as homemakers. There is always purpose, my dear friend, being worked out in our typical day-to-day life. God is always at work behind the scenes. I'm also, I'll link to some episodes in the show notes too that I think might be a help there. But keep some simple reminders on your mind. Things like do the next thing. That is a thought I speak so often to myself, right? I first came across it from Elizabeth Elliot. And my reminder to myself as I'm looking at maybe some days, it's an overwhelming to-do list. I remind myself, I don't have to do everything, just the next thing. I like that phrase so much. It's got its own podcast episode. And another favorite reminder from Elizabeth Elliot is one I think we should all have on a plaque somewhere on our walls or print it out and put it somewhere where you can see it. It's this quote of hers. You've heard it. I'm going to read the whole thing and we're just going to talk through it quickly. Just I'm going to throw some convicting questions at us after it. 
She says, this job has been given to me to do. Therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness. End quote there. So, my friend, do you consider taking care of your home as a gift or a privilege? That can so impact your attitude as you go about your daily chores. Do you view it as an offering to the Lord? And do you perform it with joy? Are you faithful in fulfilling the role and calling that the Lord has assigned to you? I know if you're listening into this episode with me, you desire to be a blessing to your family. You desire to care well for your home. You desire to attend well to the priorities the Lord has given you. And you most likely want to be diligent in the tasks that are set before you each day. I'm so reminded that if we held a job outside the home, we would work hard at it. When I'm reminded that the Lord is my employer and he has entrusted us to care well for our families, and one way we do that is in the way we care for these dwelling places on earth that he has gifted us with. So being a keeper of your home matters to the Lord, and it's one way he's also growing you in Christlikeness. Be faithful, work hard, do it with joy. Take the time to sit and plan how you will manage your home and what that looks like. And give yourself much grace. Not every day or moment is going to go well or as planned, right? There's going to be hard days and days of chaos, but tomorrow is a new day and God's mercies are new every morning. So I am encouraging all of us, look to the Lord for your strength. Hold fast to his truths and his promises and know and be reminded he's a kind and a loving father who is with you always as you seek his guidance and help in the role he has called you to. He is faithful. He is faithful. When we are not faithful, he is faithful. And friends, seek out an older woman in your church, one who you see cares well for her home and family, and learn from her, I'm going to say this again, with a teachable heart. This is the Titus 2 model. I can share with you here, and you can listen to me, and I get it. I'm, you know, I feel I get discipled by a lot of different authors I read and podcasts I listen to, but I'm not the one to come alongside you in your home. I encourage you to find an in-person mentor. If you don't know where to begin, start with prayer. Don't be afraid to ask an older woman if she would come alongside you and mentor you. You can simply meet and just chat together over a cup of coffee and you can pick her brain about areas where you need help and you know that she's going to be praying for you and encouraging you in your role as a keeper of your home. And again, this doesn't mean that you do things exactly as she does, but glean and learn and implement what works for your family life. I'm going to state it again, be teachable and also be a continual learner. Don't stop learning. Be open to seeing areas of your life that maybe need some help and ask the Lord for a heart that's willing to make some changes. My dear friend, we have the ability to create a haven, a little bit of heaven here on earth as we're being prepared in the midst of doing that for our eternal home in heaven one day. So I'm encouraging us all to honor the Lord where he's placed us, that we would love and care well for the family he's gifted us with and the way he has gifted and equipped us in all the various seasons of life that we are in. And be reminded often that God's higher purposes are being worked out in our seemingly ordinary days. Your homemaking matters to the Lord. 
I want to remind you of some verses that I keep at the forefront of my mind and ones that I meditate on often as I go about my day. And I'll put these references in the show notes too. I'm going to read them to you. Just take a moment, whatever you're doing, if you can pause and just stop and just listen and hear God's word. Matthew 6, 33, 34 tells us, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, Do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. 1 Corinthians 10.31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Philippians 2.14-15 One that's like in my memory forever. And I remind myself daily. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Susan Heck has an excellent message on this verse. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I feel like I want to do a blog post on that particular video that she made. So I think she was at Mission Bible Church on that one. So in Date Night with the Woods, excellent podcast. I highly recommend too. They walk through it a little bit briefly. That'll give you a taste for it. I'll link to that and I'll link to Susan Heck's whole message on that. First Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Colossians 3.23-24, whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So my friend, my hope today is to encourage you to be thankful to the role the Lord has called you in as a keeper of your home. Delight, delight, delight in the care and upkeep of your home. Continue to be a student and learn more about cleaning and cooking and caring for your home. Let your children see the love you have for the word of God and for the care of your home and family. And this one, I cannot emphasize enough, but I do try to do that here on the podcast. Study the word for yourself because my dear friend, this is so important. Having sound doctrine brings about biblical living. Don't neglect the study of God's word. And I do pray, my dear friend, that every part of our lives, even the care of our homes, that we adorn the gospel. Jesus truly is enough always. I am so, so grateful for your time today. Again, the full show notes with any links I mentioned and resources will be at the blog at thankfulhomemaker.com. Again, if I mentioned something and I didn't link it and you're looking for it, I use my search bar on my blog. It's, it's helpful. But if you can't find it, shoot me a message or tag me on social media or whatever that might be. Just You can find me pretty much anywhere. So definitely do that. And if you're looking... For many of the free downloads I mentioned, you can find them at my free library. And all that is, is when you subscribe to my bi-monthly newsletter, you get free access to the download library. And I do hope to see so many of you down in Atlanta at the G3 conference on September 21st through 23rd. I'm recording this in 2023. If you're listening later, I'll have a booth this year. So do, do please come find me. I have some fun things to share with you. First of all, I just want to meet you. I'll have a giveaway going on, but I'm just super excited to get to give you a hug in person. So please step by. My hubby will be there with me. My, my Dougie will be there. I'm super excited for you to meet him. And my daughter Amber will be there with her three kiddos, with my Anya, Olivia, and Liam. So I'd love to see you down there. I And my dear friend, I am so grateful for you. And I do pray that you have a very blessed week. Mm-hmm.